Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. As we are in the lead up and the days coming into Valentine's Day, if you are listening to this in real time, I wanted to record a podcast episode that could be truly like, you can do this. (laughs) You can do hard things. You can do new things. You can push yourself outside of your comfort zone. But I wanted to do it in uh, a different way. And I've had this like massive, I mean, I've had about six, let's be honest, six incredible aha moments over the last few weeks that I cannot cannot wait (laughs) to share with you because I know I won't be the only one who has kind of found myself in this like I don't know box totally 100% self-made like self-contained DIY crafted box not realizing it's been self-made that's been the interesting part however one of the best aha moments I had a couple of days ago was we sat down and this was so random. Like, I truly believe like the world works in mysterious ways, but we were driving home and I was like, I totally think tonight needs to be like cozy up on the sofa, watch an old movie, which (laughs) can we just have a tangent for a second? How like we used to talk about old movies, like it was Alfred Hitchcock days. And (laughs) this truly, I was like, "Uh, Kathleen, you're not 17 anymore. So we decided to watch Apollo 13. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it was such a such a good I remember this was like when I really started to fall in love with the craft of filmmaking. But the idea of thinking that movie wasn't that old, I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably like 20 years old. <laughs> so it's like, no, it's from the 90s. And I was like, yeah, because in my head, I'm forever 27. So that's not that long ago, except that I'm not 27. It's like that movie's 30 years old. 30 years old. Like there are humans on the planet who aren't that old and this movie will be before their time. But that is not the point. That is just a funny aside of thinking, oh yeah, that movie's not that old. No, no, it's old. (laughs) And having watched this movie, like there has definitely been some dramatic improvements in terms of technology and special effects. But that movie there are so many lessons in that movie that we as entrepreneurs can borrow and apply in our own business. And I think it's so helpful. It's so helpful as creatives to look outside of the traditional spaces, like look outside the floral design industry, look outside the entrepreneur space and look for inspiration and lessons in any area of your life. So whatever you might consider like a passion or a hobby or or, like there are so many ways we can pick up lessons that we can then apply to our business. And I was just thinking like really reflecting on the experience of the Apollo 13 mission. And one thing really stuck with me. 
And if you don't know anything or need a bit of a refresher on the Apollo 13 mission, the short version is it was going to be kind of their signature trip to the moon. They were going to actually get out of their fancy space vehicles <laughs> and actually walk on the moon. And it was going to be like post Neil Armstrong scenario. Nothing went to plan did not happen because of one very minor, very minor production glitch that happened two years before the actual mission happened. But what happened is at one point on their journey, very early on in their journey, they were instructed to kind of go through a few protocols, which then triggered the beginning of what was considered the recovery mission. So very quickly, I mean, and they were up in space, I think a total of like it was less than a week, but it was multiple nights. Um, but they weren't up, they weren't gone for very long, but their mission within, you know, kind of 24, 48 hours quickly got diverted into this is a recovery mission. This is about bringing the astronauts home. This is no longer about going to the moon and continuing, you know, the U.S. space program's mission. And the thing about watching this movie and watching truly like the Hollywood production of this movie is you can sit there and really zoom out and look at it and go like, how are these people? How are these characters showing up in this film? And what can I borrow from this in terms of my application in my own business? And I do think we can find inspiration in so many areas so many like non-traditional resources can be an inspiration for us in terms of how we want to show up in our own business. And I was thinking about like after we finished watching the film and there are a couple of very specific scenes that really stick in my head and one of them being when they had to assign the engineers to figure out how to make the square filter fit in a round hole and it's like that classic metaphor of like square peg round hole but like they literally challenged the engineers to be like no the like co2 levels are going to get to a point where these oxygen where these astronauts are actually going to die from having too much carbon dioxide in their spaceship. So we need to solve that problem. Talk about the power of constraint, right? They had a time constraint and they had a resource constraint because they were literally like quite literally limited to <laughs> the things that were in the ship with them but they managed to solve that problem. So I think it's creative. So that's an amazing example that we can borrow to be like, okay, no, like the more constraint we can put on ourselves. So in that instance, it was time constraint, resource constraint. The more constraint we can put on ourselves, the more creative we get to be so that we can solve the problem. And I know for myself, anytime something's way too open-ended, anytime there's too many choices, too much possibility, too much time, I'm not performing at my best. I'm not performing at my most creative. So I really think that notion of if you can go in and find that one scene of, you know, square filter, round filter, we need to combine these two things together to fix this problem. It's such a good example for us as creatives in terms of how we can use our thinking to solve very specific problems. But the thing that's really stuck with me in having rewatched that film was how important both the on-ground team in Houston and the team up in like the threesome up in the space ship. I don't even know what the term is. Um, that's how unsophisticated I am with my uh, ship knowledge. But the three of them both up in space 
and the leadership on the ground knew that their number one job was to believe in the possibility. And this defies all logic because on paper, right, if you put aside the political mission that the U.S. had in terms of like, quote, beating Russia to the moon and the American space program. But if you park all that to the side for a second, it's like these guys are dedicating millions of dollars in the 70s to recover three humans. And this idea of going, both of them knew, both, you know, the character Jim Lovell that Tom Hanks plays and on the ground in Houston, they knew that their number one job was to believe in the possibility. And they had to provide the leadership both to themselves and to their team to continue to believe in the possibility. And there's a couple of scenes, you know, both in the Houston Command Center, as well as Tom Hanks and Kevin Spacey and the magic trifecta up in space, where it's like they were so quick to shut down the negativity, to shut down the self-doubt, to shut down the this is a little bit hopeless. Like they were so quick to diminish that dialogue but how much conviction they had to have in themselves to simply believe in the possibility because without believing in the possibility there was zero chance of getting these guys home without believing in the possibility it truly was hopeless and that notion of just simply believing in the possibility is the very first job that we get to have in our business And it doesn't matter if you're brand new as an entrepreneur or you are looking at kind of reinventing yourselves 40 years into this. But this notion of going, okay, my very, very, very first responsibility to myself is to believe in the possibility. And if you can remember that that's your very first job, the most amazing thing will happen because your human brain has this tool in it called the reticular activating system, which is an astounding piece of technology. (laughs) It's like quite literally, I was reading about this the other day. So your subconscious brain can consume up to 11 million, 11 million pieces of information in a day. Like, let us just pause for a second. I can't even wrap my head around like that is every day. Your human brain can consume that much information. So that is all left to your subconscious brain. However, your conscious brain, which only actually makes up a small percentage of your brain, will get so overwhelmed, like it would almost, I would think of it as like overheating. (laughs) It will go into like complete shutdown mode if it is required to consume and analyze 11 million pieces of information in a day. But... Because you have this piece of technology, this aspect of your brain called the reticular activating system, it will actually go out there and pre-filter those 11 million pieces of information so that all it's going to do is actually start to consume five to six pieces of information a minute. So that's dramatically different, right? If it's 11 million pieces of information in the run of 24 hours or five to six pieces of information in a minute. It is so much easier for us to wrap our heads around like I am only going to consume five to six pieces of information in a minute. That's all I have to worry about. But you get to program what's happening in your reticular activating system. 
So this is the exact system that you might hear people talk about. Like if you have just bought a red car, then all of a sudden all you will see is red cars. Or if you've just found out that you're pregnant, all you see is pregnant people all around the place. So that is literally how your roticular activating system works because it goes out of its way to distill those 11 million pieces of information to find the five to six pieces of information that are going to confirm your existing belief system. So your job and being able to decide, okay, I am going to get to work and I'm going to bring myself back as often as I need to every single day. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone. I'm going to change the wallpaper on my desktop. I'm going to print it out and put it on the cool room. I'm going to put a post-it note on the bathroom. I'm going to put it on my rearview mirror, like in as many places as you possibly can thinking, okay, I need to remind my brain and my reticularity activating system that my number one job is to believe in the possibility. As soon as you put your human brain to work, it's going to start finding evidence to support that belief. So all of a sudden you might be scrolling on Instagram and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, look, there's another floral designer that looks like me. She's a similar age, or we have a similar hair color, or we have a similar design aesthetic, or maybe she's just getting started, or we both have two kids, or we get back to basics and we're like, we're both human beings. This whole idea of your brain all of a sudden is going to intentionally go out into the world and it's going to start filtering in your own favor. The reason that most of us don't do this is because it takes energy. And your brain is going to be like, I don't want to. It's so much easier to keep believing the fact that I'm not good enough and I don't have what it takes and every good idea has already been taken. (laughs) Because it is so much easier, right? And your primitive brain is programmed for efficiency. So when left to its own devices, it's going to continue to reinforce the beliefs that you've had up until this very moment. But because... Our goal in our business is to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, is to grow, is to learn new things, is to try new things. We get to, and we have like this incredible skill set within ourselves, and it's a hundred percent free. <laughs> no technology, no specific app required. All I have to do is remind myself that my number one job is to believe in the possibility. So if your goal and you've set yourself a specific goal for Valentine's Day, remember your first job is to believe in the possibility. If you're not doing Valentine's Day or you're preparing, let's say you're preparing for launching your first workshops or you've taken the leap and you've opened a flower school, your number one job is to remind yourself of believing in the possibility. And this is so helpful, particularly if you find yourself in an environment where you don't necessarily feel like your friends and family truly kind of get your mission or get what it is that you are looking to accomplish. Because I truly believe, like in my bones, every single one of us has been handed this gift for a reason. And we get to put our own spin on it and we get to bring all of our own experience and expertise and our own unique point of view on the world to be able to bring it to life in a very unique and different way. And in many cases, it takes years to figure out what that is and a lot of trial and error and a lot of, oh yeah, tried that, it didn't work. Oh yeah, tried that, it didn't work. (laughs) Oh yeah, tried that, it didn't work. But that notion of going, okay, if, if this 
dream was planted in my heart for a reason. If I am on this planet for a reason, I am going to do myself a massive favor. And I'm going to do this from courage. And I'm going to do this from love. And I'm going to do this simply because I know that it's an incredible privilege that we were born into the place we were born into and we get to believe in the possibility. When you remind yourself to believe in the possibility and you go out there and you find evidence of the fact that, hmm, I mean, it could be possible. It's possible that it's possible. And we really start to like use the energy that the Apollo 13 team had. They knew in order to get those three humans back to Earth, in order to kind of, quote, save the face of the American space program, (laughs) that they had to simply believe in the possibility. And I tried to do a little bit of Googling in terms of like, what were the actual statistics to getting these guys home? And I had no idea, like zero idea how much time and energy. I mean, obviously it makes sense. Like this might be a really stupid thing I'm about to say, but how much time and energy NASA poured into the actual safety of every single human involved in space travel, like zero risk of these people dying. And that was always their mission was mitigating the risk. But the, uh, like the math and the probability of getting those guys home was something like less than 10%. So less than 10% likelihood of actually getting these guys home but they weren't focused on the 90% chance of it not working. Instead, they knew, okay, we have a less than 10% chance of getting these guys home. We are going to do every single thing in our power to make this work. So those humans kept running into problem after problem after problem, but they knew all we have to do is keep believing in the possibility. Then they're going to tackle the first problem and the next problem, and the next problem. And they knew, okay, anybody here who's going to like throw their hands up and be like, this is hopeless is like, ditch them. (laughs) Get them out of the room. You're fired. You're not allowed to be here. So that naysayer, that negativity committee that you have in your own brain, it's like, you know what? Not now. We're not going to listen to it. We're going to come back. We're going to become our own biggest cheerleaders. We're absolutely going to simply just remember to believe in the possibility. So as you navigate Valentine's Day, as you navigate the next goal that you've set for yourself, remember, there is so much power in believing in the possibility. And you get to look for evidence to support the fact that you can do this. I think it's super helpful to come back to that initial thought of this dream is planted in my heart for a reason. And we can build the belief from there. And once you begin to go, okay, this dream was planted in my heart for a reason. I'm going to believe in the possibility and I'm going to get my brain. I'm going to get my reticular activating system to go out into the big bad world, find evidence to support the fact that it is possible, that I can do this, that if she did it, so can I. And that ability to be able to redirect your thinking and come back to knowing you can do this. It is going to be hard. The odds are stacked against you. It is going to be challenging. There is a lot to learn. It does look like everybody else on social media has it all figured out and everybody else is perfect and that it's just you and I, but you and I know in our bones that that's not true. We know that nobody knows any better about your business than you do. 
and you get to learn this journey. You get to tackle every problem that comes your way and you get to show the world what you're made of. And that's what makes this so fun. I truly believe like this idea of being in charge of your own business, being a CEO, stepping outside of your comfort zone, like this is where the real work sits. This is where our recovery is. This is where our healing is. This is where we get to really like live our purpose on the planet. It's incredible that we live in a world where we get to do this, where we get to just start a business. (laughs) We get to truly like bring all of your specialist skills to the table We get to use social media. We get to learn about digital marketing. Like we get to adopt tools like ChatGPT. Like I'm like, are you kidding me? This is incredible. This is an incredible human experience. And I don't want to miss out on any piece of it. So remember, your number one job as you navigate the next chapter and the next season in your business is to come back to believing in the possibility. That is the most important piece of the puzzle and you can do this. So go out there, make some money, pursue your passions, have the most amazing week, and know that I am so grateful that you are here. Get some sleep, drive safe, eat your vegetables, drink your water, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.